Welcome to the Iceland with Kids podcast. We're sharing the best tips and tricks to help you plan an amazing vacation to Iceland. Your host is Eric Newman, the founder of Iceland with Kids. Eric offers custom vacation plans and personal tour guide services for families visiting Iceland. Check out all of the details at icelandwithkids.com. Here's Eric and the Iceland with Kids podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Iceland with Kids podcast. We've taken a break from podcasting for a while here, but we are back for our first episode of 2022 and ready to bring you a ton of great episodes this year to help you plan your Iceland vacation. This episode is all about what's new in Iceland. Uh, these are new activities that have opened up, new places to eat, new places to stay, new COVID protocols. Um, everything here is new uh, since summer of 2021. So if you're planning a summer trip, some of these opened in the fall of 2021, some are changing or opening in 2022, but all of them should be new to you for your 2022 trip. So let us dive in and get started. Uh, the first thing is COVID testing. Um, so this is not exciting, I know, um, and I'm hoping this won't age well. I'm hoping if you listen to this, you know, in June or July, you're going to laugh at this because things will be easier. Uh, but who knows? So I want to tell you what the current state of COVID testing is. Uh, there are really three parts. One is you have to show a negative COVID test basically upon arriving at the airport in your home country. Uh, two is you need to show proof of vaccination unless you plan to quarantine uh, for a while. And three is you need a COVID test to come back home, at least to the United States. That third one varies by country. That's based on if your country needs um, a COVID test for you to, to go back home. Let me go through those three fairly quickly. So the first is you need to present a negative PCR test. Uh, if you go to covid.is, you can see that the latest rules and, re and regulations, but basically you're going to need um, a non-self-administered test. Um, I think it can be a rapid antigen test or a PCR test as long as it's you know run through telehealth or through a, a lab. It can't just be a, a home self-test. Those are a little bit hard to come by, by the way. Um, usually the, the testing procedures that are in place, at least in the U.S., are for people who are sick, who have symptoms, and then you can go and it's covered by your health insurance or somebody's health insurance. Um, but tests for travel when you don't have symptoms, uh, often you have to pay um, and find a, a place which is willing to give you a test. Um, you can sometimes get them at the airport. Some travel agents are starting to offer these, but you have to look around and see who will offer you what I think will end up being a paid test. And it can be $100 US or more per person. So make sure you look around. Then don't just assume you're gonna to go to your local pharmacy. They may not get it back in time and they may not be able to test you if you don't have you know, active potential COVID symptoms. The second is a vaccination. Um, you need to either be vaccinated or present proof of a recent um, positive COVID infection. So if you've had COVID recently and you know, you're more than, I think, 14 days out from that infection, but less than, I forget what the number is of you know, maybe 100 days or so, um, you can present your negative your, I'm sorry, your positive COVID test. Otherwise, you want to be vaccinated to avoid quarantining. Um, and the rule just changed on February 1st, 2022. Um, you're not considered fully vaccinated unless your most recent dose came in the last nine months. It's actually 270 days. That means if you got vaccinated last April or May, um, you will need a booster shot um, within the last nine months of your trip in order to be considered fully vaccinated. And that third step um, to come home, um, the rules for com coming back to the United States are that you need to have a negative 
um, test within the last 24 hours prior to arriving in the airport. That 24 hours is a lot shorter now. It used to be 72. Um, Iceland is is set up for this. Um, there is a place by the airport where you can go to get a rapid test. You can also get um, a rapid test in Reykjavik. So there are options there. We'll have links in the show notes um, to the, the best places to, to sign up for your COVID tests to, to come back home. So that's one thing that's new. COVID testing is new and ever-changing. Make sure you keep up with our website on icelandwithkids.com and also covid.is, which is the official source, to see what is the latest and greatest in COVID testing to visit Iceland. All right, on to the more exciting new things in Iceland. Uh, the second thing on our list is a new airline. Uh, so Play Airlines uh, has started or is going to start uh, in April of 2022, offering service from the United States to Iceland. So Play came out of the ashes of the old Wow Airlines, which was a discount carrier in Iceland, which went out of business um, a few years ago. And um, now I should clarify, by the way, this gets really confusing. There is a new airline also called Wow Airlines. So one company kind of bought the name out of the bankruptcy process, if it was a bankruptcy process, and the other um, is sort of the management and the people. And they started a separate airline called Play Airlines. So don't go looking for Wow Air right now. Wow Air isn't flying passengers or only flying cargo, if anything. Play Airlines is the one that's actually flying passengers to Iceland right now. Uh, flyplay.com is their website. They are starting service from uh, Baltimore BWI as well as Boston in April of 2022. And they just announced that they are starting service from Stewart Airport, uh, which is uh, north of New York City, about an hour uh, in May. So if you are north of New York City um, and don't feel like going to one of the New York airports, uh, flying out of Stewart Airport, uh, I think is going to be super convenient. I think it's a really small airport, uh, which means that you know parking's easy and security's easy. And so that's a really nice option um, that if you're close to that airport, you have to go visit Iceland. You have no choice. Um, so make sure you check out their website. Their um, prices are much cheaper than other options right now. Um, there are round trip options available for the summer right around 300 or $350 US, you know, nonstop from those cities. Um, also be careful though with those prices because those don't include things like seat selection and carry-on bags. It's only um, a bag uh, under the seat in front of you. Uh, if it's, you know, a sort of normal carry-on size, you have to pay extra. So you, you do have to make sure when you are comparing fares, sometimes if you add all the options you need to add to get comparable to something like an Iceland Air, it may be similar. But if you're willing to pack light and not choose seats, um, you can get to Iceland very, very inexpensively on Play Air. Um, they don't fly every day of the week from every every destination, so make sure you check a couple of days um, to see if you want to find those cheap fares. My guess is if things go well for them, they will keep adding more sort of East Coast and maybe Midwest cities over the next couple of years. Uh, so keep an eye out for Play Air launching service in your town or close to you soon. Third on our list of new things in Iceland for 2022 is the Forest Lagoon. Um, these fancy premium thermal spas are popping up everywhere in Iceland. The, the, the Blue Lagoon was really one of your only options. There was Mivatn uh, up north as well. But the Blue Lagoon was far and away the most famous and most expensive you know, premium thermal pool in Iceland. Um, in the last three years, I think there are three or four new ones that have opened up. Um, Sky Lagoon um, is the one that opened up most recently. Um, I say outside of Reykjavik. Some Icelanders say, oh, it's in Reykjavik, but it's just not in the downtown area. So that's about 20 minutes from Reykjavik is Sky Lagoon, which is very, very nice, although they only let in kids 12 and older. So can't take younger kids there. Um, but the brand new one that's opening up uh, supposedly in February 2022, my guess is it's going to be March, uh, is the Forest Lagoon. And so the story here is an interesting one. There's a toll tunnel, um, which they built in Akureyri, or outside of Akureyri. And by the way, you should avoid it in the summertime. You can kind of go around it. It takes an extra 
extra 15, 20 minutes, but you save the money and hassle of paying a, a toll through a toll tunnel. Um, when they were digging for that tunnel, um, they suddenly found this source of geothermal water, um, this very hot water. And they said, hey, let's turn this into a premium thermal pool in Iceland. So the Forest Lagoon is opening up. Um, it is just east, just a few minutes east of Akureyri. So if you're stopping at Akureyri, it's a really nice option. I have no idea how it's going to be. I don't even really know what the prices are, what the ages of kids are. Um, but my guess is that if you're visiting um, and sort of doing Ring Road or visiting Akureyri in the summer of 2022, you want to check out this this place, this Forest forest uh, Lagoon. My guess is that a lot of the cruise ships at Dock and Akureyri are going to start visiting this place in 2023, um, but you may have a nice window in 2022 where it's not as crowded. I know I went to Sky Lagoon in July of 2021, just a few months after they opened, and it was nearly empty. Um, and so you may have a nice opportunity to jump on the Forest Lagoon just east, just over the water in Akureyri. It's really between Akureyri and this toll tunnel um, opening up. It's not even on on uh, Google Maps yet. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the GPS coordinates in the show notes and a link to their website as well. But Right now, it really is. There's a place called the Secret Lagoon in the Golden Circle. This one really is the Secret Lagoon, um, called Forest uh, uh, Lagoon. But it's tough to find right now. Hopefully, by the time they open, um, they'll be on Google Maps and you'll be able to to find the, the, their location and go visit. But if you're up there, probably worth checking out uh, in the summer of 2022. Number four on our list is the Icelandic Lava Show in Reykjavik. So the Icelandic Lava Show um, is currently a show in Nuvik on the south coast of Iceland, so about two and a half hours east of Reykjavik. It's really nice. Um, it's a crazy idea. Um, a guy there just decided that he wanted to show people real lava, and so he set up a really hot oven thing to heat up um, volcanic rock and turn it back into lava. And you go to the show, and there is hot lava pouring down this little slide in the middle of the room. Um, you can feel the heat on your clothes and your face. Um, this is super memorable and, and interesting for kids. Um, the show in, in Vik um, will still be running um, now as we speak and also next summer and beyond. Um, it only runs a few times per day um, because it takes them a couple hours to heat up this this rock hot enough to, to make actual liquid molten glowing lava that you can see and look at. And he pokes it with a stick. Um, he's opening up a second um, uh, location in Reykjavik in the summer of 2022. So I think this will be great for a lot of families who are interested in doing this. Um, it's going to be out on, on Grandi Harbor, just a few minutes from the sort of central harbor area of Reykjavik. Grandi is a big upcoming area with tons of things to see. Omnam Chocolate is there. Wales of Iceland Museum is there. Uh, the Maritime Museum is there. The Saga Museum is there. There's a lot going on. Um, and so the Ascendant Lava Show is going to be out in Reykjavik. And so this will be a, maybe a great last thing you can do on your last day before heading to the airport. Um, see the lava show. You get a piece of, of this lava rock, cooled lava rock from a previous show that you can take home with you. Um, it's a really, really nice thing. It's a bit on the pricey side, the one in Vikis at least. But where else can you see you know, real actual lava like this? I think it's very memorable for kids to just feel that heat and see this glowing and it really makes it seem real, um, the sort of energy that's in Iceland. So the second location opening up in Reykjavik in summer of 22, um, you know, check out their website, IcelandicLavaShow.com. Uh, hopefully they'll have the times and dates um, of the Reykjavik shows on their website at some point in the spring uh, so you can plan your summer trip to the Icelandic Lava Show in Reykjavik. 
All right, number five on my list of new things in Iceland are two new food halls. There are actually a lot of new food halls in Iceland. This is sort of the, the new thing in Icelandic food. Um, I've complained for a while, not complained, I've noted for a while, um, that there really aren't any sort of mid-level um, restaurant options in Iceland. I think a lot of people say that food in Iceland is expensive because they go to a restaurant and they don't realize they're going to be paying 30 or $40 per entree. And there is no sort of, you know, if you think in the United States, you might go to an Olive Garden or an Applebee's um, and be able to spend 8 or $10 on an entree. There aren't that many options in Iceland. You're either getting hot dogs or a grocery store, which is really cheap, or you're eating in a sort of premium restaurant. And I feel like these food halls are sort of filling this gap um, for a mid-level option. So there's a new one opening in Reykjavik. Um, there have been two that have opened in the last couple of years in or near Reykjavik as well. Um, but there are two that I wanted to highlight that are new uh, that opened uh, toward the end of 2021. One is in Selfoss. Um, and this food hall has a skier museum in it called Skierland. What a great name. For those of you who don't know, Skier, S-K-Y-R, is uh, an Icelandic yogurt. Not truly yogurt, but it's a fermented dairy product. Similar to yogurt, a little chalkier. Um, some people, most people like it, some people don't. Um, it says on their website, you'll discover how 40 generations of women passed their skier making knowledge down from mother to daughter um, and how they moved from just making it locally in Iceland on farms to sending it to the world. You can find it in grocery stores throughout the, the entire world. Um, and there's also a skier tasting there as well. So in addition, you'll also find uh, restaurants and other options uh, in this Selfoss uh, food hall, um, along with this skier museum. And by the way, I should note all of these, or most of these food halls, uh, the word in Icelandic for food hall um, is matthodl. Um, so M-A-T is food, and H-O-L-L, -L with uh, two dots over the O, huddle, um, is hall, so food hall. So you'll see, it looks like mathol, M-A-T-H, but it's matthodl. This food hall in Selfoss, by the way, is really being called like a city center. Um, it's, it's in the city center. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. The food hall, the museum, and it's really going to be a central part of, of Selfoss. The other uh, new food hall that I wanted to mention is in the town of Kveragarthi. Um, this town starts with H-V-E-R, um, Kveragarthi. It's known for its geothermal energy. Um, they have lots of greenhouses there that grow flowers and plants and things year-round. Even in the sort of you know harsh Icelandic winter, they can use the geothermal energy uh, to heat these greenhouses. There's a little park there where you can um, boil your own egg in naturally heated geothermal water. So they're, they're really known um, for their geothermal energy. And this is actually not technically a food hall. Um, it is, a, it's actually called a greenhouse. So the word in Icelandic is grotherhusith, right? So huthith, huthith means house, grother green, greenhouse. Kveragerthi is a very common um, city town to pass through. Um, if you're driving Ring Road, you're going to be passing through it. It seems like I end up there all the time going to different places, even outside of Reykjavik. Um, the, they have a Reykjadalur um, hot river hike um, is there. Um, there's a little earthquake museum next to a bonus grocery store in this town as well. And so now you have this new option of this Grotherhuset, this greenhouse, um, which has a food hall, ice cream shop, um, and some other options, and uh, even a hotel. Um, so a nice option added to this town. And as you look around, again, there's going to be an, a food hall in Reykjavik that's opening up. You may see more and more of these popping up throughout Iceland. It's a nice option, especially if you're taking your family. Um, and they have, you know, four or five. It's like a, sort of like a food court. They may have four or five or more different restaurant options. This this would would 
allow the kids to have you know one type of food and the parents to have a different type of food or try different things. So it can be a great option for a family not looking for a fancy sit-down meal, just looking for options um, to try some Icelandic food or different cuisines and maybe not commit to one expensive sit-down restaurant. Number six on my list is a new hotel in Reykjavik. Now, Reykjavik gets new lodging, hotels open and close a fair bit. Um, this one is pretty unique. It is called the Reykjavik Edition Hotel. And it's the first one, I think first one in Iceland run by Marriott. Um, but this is a premium brand. And it doesn't say Marriott anywhere in their name. This is an exclusive fancy, fancy hotel. Um, I looked at the rates just to sort of see how much they were charging. They, they're sort of in a soft open right now, and I think they're planning to you know, fully open more um, when the spring and summertime tourist season starts. And the prices were outrageous, dare I say. Sorry, Marriott, don't yell at me. Um, a two-person room was somewhere in the order of $800 a night um, for two. Um, and if you wanted the suite, I think they may only hold up to three. They were you know, $2,000 and up per night. Um, I assume that the level of service is going to be impeccable. I assume they are stunning rooms. It's right on the waterfront by the Harpa Concert Center. Um, so if you're looking for luxury um, in the heart of Reykjavik, uh, the Reykjavik, Reykjavik e Edition Hotel by Marriott is the place to go. Um, I probably won't be staying there, sorry. Um, let me mention one more option while we're, we're close to here. Um, the Reykjavik Edition Hotel, of course, has restaurants in it. Um, there's a new restaurant in the Harpa Concert Hall called Hnoss, H-N-O-S-S. -S. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Um, this is nice. I love kind of just going into the Harpa Concert Hall. It has these crazy multicolored, beautifully shaped windows. Um, it's a beautiful building just to, to, to walk around in, even if you don't go and see a concert or an, an exhibition that's going on there. Um, there's a new restaurant uh, opening up in the Harpa Concert Hall, and that could be a good excuse to go visit uh, the Concert Hall. So two new options, I guess, there in Reykjavik. One is this Reykjavik Edition Hotel, very, very expensive, and the other is a new restaurant inside of the Harpa Concert Hall, which is right next to this new hotel. So a couple new options in Reykjavik for you. All right, the second to last thing I'll mention today, number seven, um, isn't really much of a change in things you can do, just really a change in branding. Um, so there was an, a local domestic Icelandic carrier called Air Iceland Connect. And if you wanted to fly from, say, Reykjavik to Akureyri, or Husavik or Egilstather, um, if you wanted to take a domestic flight, often it was going to be with Air Iceland Connect. Um, flights were pretty reasonable, and you could save some driving if you felt like flying. You also kind of get a scenic tour as you're flying. It's almost like a half transportation, half tour. Um, it was sort of a great option if you wanted to you know, fly out somewhere and not have to drive hours and hours on Ring Road. Um, in 2021, Iceland Air, um, so the main you know, Icelandic flag carrier, um, purchased Air Iceland Connect. And so if you want to buy those uh, uh, domestic flights now, you just go to Icelandair.com or whatever your local Icelandair website is, um, and you can purchase those tickets directly from Icelandair. This also allows you to purchase a single ticket um, from your local hometown in the US or Europe and fly directly to a town in Iceland that isn't the Keplavik airport. So you can fly directly from, let's say, Boston to Akureyri with a stop in Keplavik. The one thing to watch out for um, is that that connection is not easy because they fly right now out of two different airports. Um, I'm hopeful Icelandair will start to fly some of these um, domestic flights out of the Keplavik International Airport. But for now, all of those domestic flights fly out of the Reykjavik airport. 
Um, so many people get confused that the Reykjavik airport is not the main airport. Um, sometimes your ticket will say Reykjavik, but it's the Keflavik Reykjavik airport. KEF is the international airport and RKV in Reykjavik city is the domestic airport. So if you are flying from, let's say, Boston to Akureyri, you are flying from Boston to Keflavik, and then you have to get from Keflavik to Reykjavik and then fly from Reykjavik to Akureyri. So the good news is you can buy it as one ticket. The bad news is right now, as of this podcast, Iceland Air isn't offering transportation. I'm hopeful they'll either fly some of those out of Keflavik or at least offer sort of a bus service included in your ticket to get to the Reykjavik city airport. But for now, at least, if you want to buy those tickets, go to Iceland Air. You can see their domestic um, travel flying options. Finally, um, the last thing we'll talk about is what's new with us. What's new with Iceland with kids? I won't spend too long here, um, but you know we've sort of spent the off season here um, doing a lot of things with our business. Um, we're now officially a travel agent, so we can book lodging and airfare and rental cars for you if you're interested. Um, we're still doing itinerary planning, and we have a, a new um, you know app basically that we're using to plan your itinerary for you. So you get this beautiful map, and you can click on it and get directions, and it just everything looks much, much prettier uh, than how it was done last year. We can book cruises for you. Um, we love some of the, of the Iceland circumnavigation cruises around Iceland that really allow you to get to some places you might that are really hard to get to driving, It'll take you hours and hours and hours. So those are some nice options as well. And there are cruises that focus just on Iceland. So you're hitting seven or eight ports in Iceland, really getting a feel for the country. So if you want to see what we can do to help you plan your Iceland vacation, just visit us at icelandwithkids.com, or you can email me, eric at icelandwithkids.com, and tell me what you're looking for. Um, you know, we do things that you can kind of do on your own, but usually we can save people, you know, dozens of hours of research and make you a, a better itinerary. Um, and we offer, we think is a pretty good service that our clients have been pretty happy with. So uh, reach out if you would like any help planning your Iceland uh, self-drive tour or cruise or domestic flight or anything. Right now in February of 2022, we have some nice car rental discounts, actually some tips and tricks um, that can save you enough money on your car rental to pay for our itinerary planning services. You end up getting a, a free itinerary if you're going to book a car anyway, and we can save you several hundred dollars on your car that pays for the itinerary. So that'll change over time, but you can reach out at icelandwithkids.com or eric, E-R-I-C, at icelandwithkids.com, and we would be happy to tell you uh, what's happening right now as far as savings and discounts for the itinerary planning service. Oh, and one last thought. Visit icelandwithkids.com slash podcast. We'll have um, a document out there with some pictures uh, of the forest uh, lagoon, maybe a pictures of the, the new fancy food halls and fancy hotels, just some other pictures you can um, take a look at to kind of see some of the things we mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>